is in the moment wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from all of us here, from my wife, from my sons, as well as yours truly. I pray that when you woke up Christmas morning that you got everything you wanted, you desired or needed, whatever the case is. But nonetheless, though, I do pray that whatever gifts you opened, whatever food you ate, that you kept the Lord in mind the entire time because he is the reason for the season. Amen. We're just so thrilled to be with you celebrating Christmas. We know many people have made other decisions on Christmas, but let's keep first things first, Jesus. Jesus is the reason why we do what we do. Amid whatever the world says in regards to gifts and shopping and giving and things of this nature, if it wasn't for Christ coming to this earth to die on the cross, Christmas would be useless. And I'm just being real with you. It wouldn't serve no purpose to humanity whatsoever because we should be able to be nice to one another every day of the week. And it shouldn't just be around the November, December time frame where we draw up the white flag of truce and peace and surrender to be nice. Totally not necessary if we're going to be good people. But the people of God know we're here because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So let's get started. Now we do have a prayer alert on the horizon here. And if you go to our YouTube page, if you go to our Facebook and our website, there are a variety of places there you can submit prayer requests to let us know what's going on in your life that you need prayer for. Or you might know someone who needs prayer. That's okay too. Submit the prayer request. We do not publish names, just the request. And this request comes on the uh, the request to pray for a bad stomach. Um, the viewer has been having some problems with it lately, so we're gonna pray for better health for this viewer. And I'm sure there are more than enough viewers out there right now that have had a rough time with their health. It's been a rough year for the area of health. COVID's still out there, people, it hasn't gone away. We got the flu out there causing chaos. I'm sure you've had one or the other. RSV, when it comes to the children. So we have more than enough reason to pray for health. So let's do that right now. Let's do that. As you uh, embark on the gifts and things of that nature, hopefully that's all done by the time you see this cast. But uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. We ask you, Lord, now to pray for those who are having bad health right up to the very end of this year. We're praying for those who are having bad intestinal health, as the viewer requested. His stomach is hurting him, it's not going well. He doesn't know what it is, obviously. So we're gonna pray for him right now in the name of Jesus through the intervention of the Holy Spirit that you will bring to his body healing, something that we all need, I'm sure. We ask you to step out and touch this man and let him know that you're, you're there, you see what's going on, and you're gonna respond and we will forever give your name the praise in his healing. And upon all of those who need healing right now, someone out there is hurting. They may not have spoken up, but they're in pain. They're trying to eat Christmas dinner in pain. So we ask you to be with them always. For we know you are a righteous God and you will not let your people suffer. These and all things we ask in the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for tuning in today. 
We pray God is going to bless you with a mighty message and hope to support you in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Email us at yourmomentministries at gmail.com with your praise and prayer requests. Help support this ministry through your cash app, dollar sign, your moment. We appreciate your continued prayers and support. Our topic today is called Lessons from a Manger. Lessons from a Manger. And our text comes from Luke 2, verses 1 through 7. And it reads as follows. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because, because there was no room for them in the inn. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the reading of your already blessed word. We thank you, Lord, for your son coming, though we know what he came to do. Lord, we learn so much from so many different parts of the life of Jesus here on earth that we sometimes don't know where to start in our own lives. So we pray, Lord, that we take the lessons we learn each day, the lessons we learn from Jesus, from his words, from his actions, and we continuously apply them where needed, which is everywhere, by the way. And we'll forever give your name the praise. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Lessons from a manger. Where you were born and the circumstances with it, God has ordained for your own good. Maybe you weren't born under the greatest of conditions. Maybe you were born into the arms of loving parents and maybe you weren't. Maybe you were born into chaos, a broken home, a poor spiritual family life, if one at all. Maybe they don't even know the Lord. Maybe they rejected God and are on this quest to bring about a godless generation in their family because they're angry at God. I have come across this. This does exist. And they're proud of it, by the way. And maybe that has left you bitter at God. In fact, maybe you're not even speaking to God right now. So when you read this text, you must be asking yourself, why God? Why did you allow your son to be born in a manger if he's your son? Why not be born under better conditions? A nice hotel room in the inn. Uh, if not in someone's home, why? Why a manger? A little shoddy little area with animals and stuff. 
Why? Have you ever asked that? I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. Especially for those who doubt the Lord. You know, I know it's out there, and I know you have your doubts. And it begins here. It's a good time to pause and give warning to titles. You might think a title gives you more status. You're assuming higher status is good, more doors opening, more influence. But there's something always looking your way with bad intentions. The more light you bring on yourself, the more those who live in the dark will see you and be able to pinpoint your location like the blip on a radar screen. I have been in several situations where the more attention I got, the more of Satan's attacks I received. Why? He knew exactly where I was. Sometimes it's better to work in the background. You know, Jesus said, you know, to be gentle as doves, but he also said to be sly as serpents as well. We kind of forget the slyness part. I don't know why people don't, they don't like the slyness part for whatever reason, but Jesus knew what he was talking about, obviously, because he knew. For every time you do something good, Satan's going to be there responding with his representation to remind you he's watching, he doesn't like it, he's going to respond. But nonetheless, we keep working. Jesus entered into a situation many of you know. His mother was very pregnant with him in a place where no one cared about her being pregnant and his earthly father was trying to make something out of nothing. A home was made in a place where no one would have thought a home could be made. Maybe your parents have done the same. Maybe you have done the same. Maybe you've created a home out of the worst of conditions. But why would God allow this to happen? First of all, you've got to consider the fact that when word got out that the Messiah had been born, Herod also caught wind of this, and he didn't know where to find him. Now, look at how God operates there. Look at how God operates. Now, if he had found him in one of the inn rooms or in a home of some sort, somewhere in that area, he could have sent guards and killed him. But he did not know where he was. Why? This dude was a pagan. He, he didn't believe in the scriptures. He didn't read them. So he did not have the spiritual direction to locate Jesus Christ. He's in a manger, the unlikeliest of places. So the next time you complain about your early beginnings and why God has you where you are right now, and you're thinking this is the lowliest of the low, pay attention. He might be protecting you from something or someone. But here's the thing, though. You are in this condition, and now you're asking questions. God wanted Jesus to relate to us at the lowest of levels so that you could never say that he could not ever relate to you. I'm going to say that again. God wanted Jesus to relate to us at the lowest of levels so that you could never say that he could never ever relate to you and your circumstances. Many of you are looking for the physical relation in order to make the spiritual relation but your problem is, it doesn't matter what color or culture Jesus was, is, the purpose of his birth 
is what you should be holding on to. He came to die for your sins. He came to die to save you from your sinful condition that you cannot save yourself from. That is the only thing you should be holding on to when you think of Jesus Christ. But no, no. Can't serve Jesus because you don't know if he's black. Can't serve Jesus because you don't know if he's right, white or, or, or mixed or, or brown or does he have curly hair? Does he have woolly hair? Do you know, well, he was over in the East, so he must be dark-skinned, so I can align him there. You know, this identity junk is separating you from an eternity you won't have if you don't start paying attention. If you don't tune out this world, who does not know what it is, by the way, you're going to lose out, and you're going to be wondering why, as you sit in the fires of hell, angry, upset, panicking, whatever the case is down there, you're going to be wondering why. You're allowing identity to create an identity in you that does not identify with Christ. Never forget the conditions you place on God in order for you to come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ that it will never prevail because you're trying to classify Jesus in your world when Jesus is trying to bring you into his. If you're going to debate what day of the week Christmas should be, whether or not the celebration is pagan in nature, get lost in the sauce of philosophical mumbo jumbo when you're going to talk about Jesus, you're going to miss heaven by a long shot. When you die, you're going to wake up in the worst of the worst in hell because you thought you were so smart. You wanted to get all the minute details out of the way. You wanted the gospel of Christ to be sold to you. You wanted every question answered, even the ones you knew could not be answered, but taken in faith alone. You wanted every question answered, even though the ones you knew were not even making sense. You knew that without faith in God, it's impossible to please God because you have to believe that God is who he is. And well, you rejected that as well. And you'll end up in hell with people you judged as bad and cruel. All the while, you are the same as them, just on a different playing field. Same team, different uniform. And if we're honest, it wouldn't have mattered where Jesus was born because people would have simply found another reason not to follow him. Plain and simple. Because that's people. People, let's remember this now. People couldn't find room for a very pregnant woman to have her child in decent conditions. And yet you think the world will bend to your will. The world owes you something. Come on, y'all. You're still dealing with people, by the way. This is why he came to die for our sins. Because he knew he was dealing with people. Born into the environment of a cold world that could have cared less. That's why the scripture says, while we were yet still sinners, Christ loved us. He died for us. Go look it up. It's there. And one more thing about that manger. Notice that Jesus doesn't throw it in everyone's face when he's older. 
Notice he does not vent about the rough beginning. As a carpenter's son, the story of him being born in a manger. He doesn't rant off about how he came about. Somewhere someone is waiting for justification and affirmations on their life, and it will probably not ever come, but you just gotta keep moving. You're probably in a better place physically, but you're still hurting in your mind mentally. We've talked about this this past year, this, this year alone about waiting for justification on your life. Now God has moved you into a better house, better friends, better conditions. You even have a relationship with your parents. You may have been born into chaos, but you were brought out of chaos into peace. And you don't even realize it because you're still angry. You're still messed up in the head about the things that occurred to you and how no one's acknowledging it. You just want someone to acknowledge it so you can move on. But as I told you before, time does not care. Time will look you in your eyeballs and it will keep doing its job. And you're gonna look up and you're gonna be old. 55, 65, 75. You would have done nothing with your life other than wait for someone to acknowledge the things that happened in your life and you would have wasted your life while they were living theirs. And I don't want that to happen to you. I don't want that to occur in your life because it will be a shame. All the great things you could have done, all the blessings God was waiting to give to you, but he couldn't because you wouldn't trust in him and step with him when he said, let's go. And you stayed still. Destinations are funny because we got to trust in the direction and then we got to move in the direction to get there. Otherwise, you'll stay where you are as people walk past you. Your enemies will walk past you. Your loved ones will walk past you. Your friends will walk past you. I should know. I have walked past many of my friends who are standing still. They're, they're in a stasis that I can't get them out of, their family members can't get them out of, and time has passed them by. And every time I go back home, and every time I visit my shipmates, they're still right where I left them, just talking about the same stuff. And every time I went back, I had another child, or a different car, or a different job, celebrating a, a new anniversary with the wife, increasing momentum in my career, and they're still there, talking the same stuff, doing the same things. And you know, the most you can do is pray for them. Especially when all the talking is done, all the encouraging has been done. Jesus came from a manger. He could easily be angry at the world that did not care about his earthly parents. But God, though, but God put in him the purpose of what his life is for. And by an early age, he was already on the job. 
How many of you have already seen your purpose given by God, but you won't move forward because you're lost in your own sauce? It's time to get to work. Another year is upon you, God willing. And you're going to waste that one away too if you don't get up and start moving. Because death will come for us all. It comes for us all daily. How many of y'all know someone that has died just now? How many of you lost someone this year? We all have. Someone's passed away. Somewhere, even in December, you pray that we all make it to the finish line and someone passes away. And you're shocked and you're hurt because you was hoping to celebrate the new year with them. And then what? Are they going to watch you stand in the same place you were last year, hoping for something to happen, praying for something to happen when you utilize no faith? Jesus came a long way from the manger, from the stringence of conditions, and he lived out what his calling was. Because your beginnings are more than just beginnings. They're gods. And maybe you had a manger-like beginning. Maybe you've had that beginning. But Jesus, being born in manger, and if you're angry, Jesus wasn't. In fact, it wasn't even a big deal. You don't read it in the scriptures anywhere where Joseph was bitter at his community for what he went through. You don't read in the scriptures anywhere where Mary was bitter at her community for what she went through. They trusted in the Lord and moved on. Maybe you should do the same. And if you can't, then read at where Jesus went from the manger. Read at how he maintains God's calling on his life to give his life for us. Read about the rejection. Read about the mockering. Read about the debating. Read about the followers. Read about the unfollowers. The dirty politics to crucify him. The crucifixion. And then read about the resurrection and the victory in heaven. When he takes control and says, All power has been, and authority has been given unto me. When he tells the disciples to go, disciple the nations, baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and then teach all things that he had taught them. Read how he maintained God's calling on his life. And know that he finished on earth what he started, and it began so quiet that as the world was going on with the business of taxes and such, God was working among them all, making a way to save us all. In the midst of the distractions where Satan could not put his eye on anybody, Christ was born, the Messiah was born. 
Maybe you have an opportunity that was born in chaos. Maybe you have a marriage or a family that was born in the midst of the rustle and bustle of the day where no one was paying attention to you enough to care. Think about it. This manger saved their life. This manger was quiet enough to where God could speak to Joseph and give him the instructions. This manger was calm enough to where Mary could focus on birthing Jesus Christ. This manger was calm enough to where it didn't cause any confusion. They didn't have to worry about people walking in and out and hearing about what's going on. Oh, there's a baby born in an inn over there. Did you hear about that? No. No one paid attention so that God's people could do what they had been called to do. Follow the star, divert Herod, do all the things that were necessary to make sure that the Messiah was on task and on the job from day one to make sure of that. You might be angry. And I know this is not the best of Christmas messages you might think of, but it's an important one because of the world we live in. Because we got a lot of angry, mentally ill people out there that have no hope. These are the same people that will wrap gifts, that will smile in your face all the time, living in a defeat that they have given to the world over their circumstances. They need to know that Jesus, as he is as relational to them as he, as he is to everybody else. They need to know that he went through what they are going through. They need to know that the world is lying to them about our Lord and Savior they're getting lost in details and minute thoughts and questions that have nothing to do with eternity because that's what Satan does. Where do you think the phrase comes from, the devil is in the details? <laughs> Where do you think that comes from? Details get you messed up. Details are good at times, but details sometimes can get in the way. And this is one of those times. We need to be encouraged, especially on Christmas Day. We need to be encouraged and remember what the Lord came to do. We need to be encouraged and be in a celebratory mode for the birth of our Savior. We need to recognize that with happiness and joy because we know what he came to do and we know why he came to do it. So we should be smiling the entire way. It's a great time for evangelism. It's a great time to share the word of God with someone who may not know the word of God, that needs the word of God, because the holiday season is one of great emotion, one of great loneliness, one of great depression, one where people are making decisions about their life and you don't even realize it. Be encouraged. And when you are encouraged, Share Isaiah 9, 6 through 7 with someone. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, 
the Prince of Peace, of the increase of, the, of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And as we close, if you need prayer from us, if you just need someone to talk to about what's been going on this year, shoot us an email. We've got a variety of ways you can do it by the information provided earlier in the show. We'll respond. We're still on the job here in the moment. We're still responding to emails and messages through this season because we know people still need prayer. Prayer is always needed. Conversation is always needed. Have a good conversation with someone before the, the year is up. You don't know what that'll do for you. But don't forget Jesus. Should we make it to 2023? From all of us here, and in the moment, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. More than likely, we will probably skip the new year and take a breather and get ready for the upcoming year, God willing. And we do hope you stay safe out there at the parties and at the events. And just know, God is watching and he wants you to be safe. Celebrate, yes, that God's allowed you to see another new year. Most definitely celebrate it, but be careful. Okay? All right. You take care.